0: morning. It's Thursday, April 7th. It's Masters Day. So my ass will be on the couch. Um, And sorry for the A-S-S word for Rose. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's Masters Day. So the Masters starts today. Tiger is playing. Has anybody put a bet in? I do have a stock um, investment in uh, DraftKings. So if you're in a state like New Jersey, uh, which I found out, you can sign up for DraftKings, get thousand dollars, five hundred, whatever they're paying you right now. Um, which is crazy, which is why the stock is down in the teens versus the 40s where I bought it. But uh you can place a bet on Tiger winning. He says he has a chance of winning. I, I doubt that the chance is realistic. Um I was looking for a prop bet, and I think um uh Portnoy, Dave Portnoy on his uh Penn National Gaming app, the Barstools app. I think they have a uh, a prop bet where you can bet on Tiger's uh, placement. So how he winds up. But uh, stock market yesterday, SPY, uh, one of the things that was notable is on the daily chart, uh, it pierced and traded under the 200-day um, for almost the entire candle. Uh, you don't have a gap in here. It didn't open up gap-wise. But this is the first time it's traded down under the 200-day since it crossed up on March 22nd. So is this um, the you know the the end of the bull run? Uh, I don't think so. What really ticked me off yesterday was Jim Cramer uh, on on no less than five days ago. The guy says we've got a bull rally going on. This is gonna go blah 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 blah. Well, that was March 31st. That was the beginning of the downfall. Um, This guy, uh, again, tweets out yesterday, hey, those in my charitable trust, we've raised uh, record amounts of cash, which means he's screaming that it's a bull run uh, on on the the public shows, and then privately in his paid uh, Discord, if you will, because this guy's no different than the Discord uh, bros, He's selling all his stocks. How does this guy get away with it? Again, remember, I think Kramer knows what he's talking about. I think he's very intelligent when it comes to the market. Um, there, there's some pictures going on there that he was uh, like, you know, five hundred in his uh five hundred class. So he he's not top of the world. This guy is entertainment at best. Uh, it, what 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 you can see is. He's a huge believer in Ford. Why is he a huge believer in Ford? Because Jim Farley calls him and texts him and watches the show. Why, is, uh, why did Kramer not become a huge fan of Tesla uh, until it was somewhere in the $4,000 per share range? Uh, reason is, Elon doesn't give a crap about him. He is begging Elon to text him to come on to do whatever he needs him to do. Elon won't pay attention to this guy. Um, Elon's busy with Twitter now, by the way, Ron Barron was on CNBC this morning. I like Ron Barron. Um, he's a guy very understated, uh, brilliant as far as, uh, investments goes. Um, he's a huge, huge backer of Tesla. Uh, I think he's just got an enormous stake in it. We're talking billions of dollars, but, uh, He was on this morning. He has a great take on it, and I thought of this too. Remember, Tesla doesn't spend any money. There is zero dollars spent on um, advertising and public relations. It has zero dollars in its budget. Its entire advertising and public relations is done by Elon on Twitter and the Tesla account to a certain extent as well. I think that you know Elon has significantly more followers than than actual Tesla, Um, but. That's the way he uses it. So to to pay three billion dollars on a company that's worth the amount of money um, that his car company's worth, uh, he probably just spent three billion dollars. How many billions does Ford, uh, General Motors, do they spend on ads to promote their cars? Probably added up over the past couple of years. I bet it's three billion. So, um, probably not a bad way to. and, And you know, honest if you want to invest in a stock twitter because uh if he's going to if there's one person who spends 0 dollars on marketing um it's him he throws into twitter he's going to monetize twitter um he's been able to do it for zero uh my guess is that he knows how to do it for zero and he's like hey twitter you guys have this tool that allows people to pay zero. let's make people pay. let's monetize it a little bit. even the slightest bit of monetization into Twitter in a better format would, would increase this stock back up to 70 100. So it's definitely overbought right now. The RSI is at 77 on the four hour you wouldn't you would be in this one from a March 15th purchase at thirty three dollars on our algorithm. Um, But the reality is it's setting up a a volume shelf here at about $50. My guess is it pulls back to about 47 which is the top of the gap um, that it created back on April 4th when he announced it. So hold off on that one. Um, Oil hearings yesterday. Oil's going up. Uh, The hearings were just a total freaking sham. Republicans want to blame Biden. Democrats want to blame oil companies. The truth is price of oil is set internationally. Um, if the price of oil was a U.S. problem because we're not drilling enough, then why is oil so expensive in Europe? Oh, because you have to import it? No. It's because the price of oil is global. <clears throat> the world is having an oil crisis. Inflation is a world problem. Costs are going up for everything. Uh, you're coming out of this, this enormous recession, world recession for COVID. So, costs are going up. Well, if you want to hold the oil companies responsible, um, you know, don't keep their costs down. <clears throat> in times when they're not making money, allow them to make money. And honestly, in this country, if we didn't support oil so much and provide it um, subsidies, you'd be at $15, 20 If the free market were really allowed to thrive, um, oil would be $15, $20 a gallon. I have no doubt in my mind. That there would be people out there with gas stations in the middle of nowhere charging $50, $60, $70 per gallon. Because you know what? People would have to pay for it. That one customer would pay for the 5 or 10 that you get today. So, uh, free market, yeah. Go at it. Um, Let's see, notes. Uh, oil is back under 100 so your UCO. Let's see if we're out on the algorithm on UCO. Uh. UCO. Let's see where we're at. The algorithm is uh, in a buy-in at 166. We're not out. Uh, it's trading at 152. I uh, don't know if this is a fake out on this one. Again, the algorithm's performance over 1,000 candles, um, so about 500 days, is 537% versus a 208% for the asset performance. So the algorithm works on this one. And, and the reason it works is because you do have gaps um, you do have significant drawdowns and, and the algorithm takes advantage of, Hey, if you're going to sell it, you're going to sell it now, blah, 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 the whole thing. So you can't really, you know, go perfectly by it, but you're definitely better off using the algorithm with a stock like this because it's tracking oil futures. Um, and you do have big drawdowns. You do have big runups and the runups have definitely been bigger. Um, uh, SEO works the same way. Um, but because, oil is going down, the algorithm will perform um, better to slightly better, but you're still going to lose money. Uh, In SEO, the algorithm, you lose 90% of your money uh, versus the uh, just buying and holding over 5,000, a thousand candles is 94%. So it's 4% better, but again, it performs better and that's kind of the key. Um, so, uh, let's see, let's start going over stocks, um shippers because they are we've recommended them, and they have been killed absolutely killed. um, let's pull up Zim because this is one where the Macd was um gonna cross up, and I thought it was going to perform well. it yesterday just tanked, but came back. Um, it went all the way down to 56. Yesterday's range was 56.61 to 61.45. It closed at 59.23. Um, that's kind of where it's putting in a, a support level. Um, let's look at an on the algorithm because I am a, um, I'm a fan of this one. Again, they paid a $17 dividend. Um, this one, you'd still be out. So the the MACD is still going down. The RSI is at 28. It hasn't come up. Um, I, I Personally, I, I'm waiting for this one. Again, it, on the four-hour chart, it dropped under the 200-day. Um, let's look at the daily. It is touching the 200-day, so it, it looks like it might use that 200-day as support level. But again, the MACD is so far down on this one. Uh, I, I don't expect it to cross back up anytime soon. And the 9 and the 21 are just coming under the 50-day. So um, these may be in for a little hurt. Let's look at DAC. Um, DAC, kind of the same thing. You're out of it. The MACD is way down uh, at $90 on the daily. Let's see if it's using the 200-day support. 200-day, it it hasn't really even gotten down there. You're at about $90 per share. The 200-day is around 80. So you still have $10 to go until you get there, but that MACD is just nowhere close to where it needs to be to be assuming to, to come back up. Um, let's look at EGLE, which is another one, Eagle Shipping. Um, Eagle Bulk Shipping, I should say. Um, that MACD is crossing down. You would have gotten out of it uh, yesterday's uh, afternoon candle um, with, by the way, a 43% profit from your uh, January 27th purchase on that one. Um, And you probably could have made more because there was a big kind of drawdown around March 14th or so. Um, It was right around the dividend date. So they got the dividend, went down, started going back up. So the uh, RSI is at 40. Um, These are taking a break. Let's look at UPS because that was one that uh, um, gapped down a little bit Not really a gap down. Let's look at their uh, daily just to check it. Um, There is no gap. No gap down. There are gaps here in the past that have not been filled. One particularly around 185 to 187. The MACD is going down. Um, This morning's candle is down. Let's look at UPS. Um, UPS closed at 194. It's trading right around 194. So it's kind of even 194. 45. Again, my theory on this one, the P-E ratio is 13. If you look at FedEx, um, the P-E ratio is 11. And UPS is a significantly better run company than than FedEx. <clears throat> um, not just two points on the P-E ratio. Uh, significantly better. It's got a 3% dividend yield. So uh in my mind, I think you start biting on UPS if you look at a five day um the volume is setting up here at around 196, 197. I think 194, 195 is a good price point. Again, um I, I think that's that's where you can start nibbling. Put in 20% of the total position that you want to take. Um and again, if you get 10% on this one, you get nineteen dollar swing up. The 52-week high was just hit in February at 233, so you're you're significantly up there as far as your movement um, from a, a a business that, yes, costs are going to go up, um, you know, uh, but their margins should hold up. They they do have some pricing power. Um, let's look at Shopify, which got killed again yesterday. Um, Ron Barron. Big believer in Shopify. Was on this morning talking about it. Closed at six fifty six. It's going to open up around six sixty one. Yesterday's trading range was six thirty eight to six eighty five. So you kind of wound up in the middle. Um, The five day uh, volume is around six forty two. So it's still down there. Um, the The largest amount of buyers are still down below. Um, This one is PE ratio twenty eight. Yesterday when it was trading in the 700 range, it was at 30. So the PE ratio is coming down um, to a, a more reasonable level. <clears throat> I think that 640 to 650 range is probably where you're, you're looking to buy it in that 28 to, um, 26 to 28 PE ratio range. I think that's a reasonable range for that particular stock. Um, UNG, which is natural gas. Yesterday, it was buh, 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 down. Um, it closed at 2123. It's, clo- it's opening up at 2155. Um, this is one that, uh, let's take a look at UNG. UNG on the algorithm. I should probably look at Shopify on the algorithm. UNG, you're still in on the algorithm. Uh, let's look at shop before I get off shop. Shopify again, it's it bounced right off the 642 yesterday in the candle. If you're following me on Twitter, I put this um this channel up between six forty-two and seven sixty-nine, which is a twenty percent, seventeen percent, seventeen point nine percent um uh gap, it, it's trading right within this range. So uh if it breaks that range, it kind of touched it a little bit. Um, the, the, the VWAP on this one is around five to 66, but I don't expect it to get there. And that's by pulling the volume lever back to the recent highs. Um, and, and with these lows, the, the, the volume, there, there are huge volume spikes here around the 500s. Once it crossed the 600, uh, volume kind of came back into this, this, this name. I, I don't expect it to get pulled back there, but again, with the Fed, you can expect anything. Um, one of the ones that I liked yesterday a lot, BTU. This one is up in pre-market with the algorithm. Again, we're in at twenty-four. Um, BTU yesterday held up. Uh the trading range was 2420 to 2671. It did go up in the morning, kind of came down in the afternoon, and then kind of uh, you know, went back up. So the, the day range is not huge, but this one Peabody Energy, I like it. Um, uh, their earnings date is coming up on the 27th of this month. Their P ratio is 11.59. It's an energy company. Uh, I like this one a lot. CRK. Um, oh, I am just, and by the way, be forewarned. This one's going to be a long show. Uh, I've got quite a list. CRK is Comstock Resources and they are at 14.02 trading in the pre-market at about 14.10. Um, this one P ratio, they're not making money, um, earnings per share minus $1 and 12 cents. Comstock was a recommendation, uh, CRK. Um, I think they're a, uh, fertilizer company, $9 and 82 cents on the algorithm. We are at $14. So you're significantly up there. This one's a little overbought not sure you need to kind of get into that one into it which i had brought up as uh uh INTU potential buy on this one um the buy on the algorithm is down around 420 i'm waiting for it to run um let's see how it did while well, that one's running Friend spider is running INTU their pe ratio is 62 they traded in the range yesterday, 482 to 493. Like I said, anything under 500 on this one. They're trading in the range, bid and ask. Volume's just low. This doesn't trade pre-market, but volume is uh, 471 bid and and 506 ask. Um, the 10-day volume is significantly below the 90-day volume. So in 10, the average 10-day is 1.8 million. The average 90-day is 1.9 million. So uh the buy in on this one was march 16th at 445 uh my guess just from looking at this one is that it does put in kind of a shelf here between 460 and 480 um but uh I, anything below 500 in my mind i i think you know again tax time is coming up these guys always wind up going up around tax time um let's take a look at the daily and we'll go to last year and uh, just to kind of tell you kind of where they go. Maybe I'll go two years back. Okay, so uh, March of 2020, you know, essentially they, they, they started doing their taxes in July. You can see in August, uh, in July of uh, 2020, the stock was 300. Um, by August, it's at 330. So it's up 10% within a month. Um, 2021, when you're looking at April, um, let's see in March, they're at 385 in April, they're at 440. So, um, obviously, you know, during tax time, this one kind of goes up now in March, you're at 470, um, 460 in that neighborhood. Um, now you're at 500. So I think you'll be at 500 in April. Uh, so again, anything under 500, I think you 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 make money. Uh, and they have a 0.55% dividend. I think the dividend yield, dividend X date is coming up on April 8th. So you have to hold it today. So today's the day to, to get in under 500, I would say. The dividend is nothing big. It is 68 cents per share. So it's 0.55%. Um into it Qualcomm which is a uh podcast favorite and a Jim Cramer favorite and when he recommended it you're down about 30% on this one. Um on this one I still have my uh yeah, Jim Cramer recommended this one at um 172. 172 is where he recommended this one. You are at 139 today. Um so uh, I think again. I think this is a two hundred dollar stock. The RSI is at thirty six. That MACD is still going down. I can't tell you that this is the bottom. Um, chips have been uh, a problem, and the reason the chips are a problem, I mentioned this yesterday, is the assumption from Wall Street is there's going to be a glut of chips because of the run on demand. They're increasing capacity and running at record uh, pace. Producing them at record pace. They still can't sell enough of them, but assuming by the end of the year They're at full capacity and they're producing them um, There's gonna be a glut of them next year is kind of the thought so Moderna <clears throat> Again, I'm, I'm kind of you know my, my big ones for Today uh, I will point out my big ones for today, but I've got this list um, and, and, and I want to go over everything. I probably won't go over everything just because it's going to be a long show if I go over everything. Moderna, you were out in the morning candle of yesterday, um, so it took you out. This one's going to kind of pucker out a little bit. I don't know that i necessarily expect a gap down on this one, but you're at 154. Here's the thing about Moderna, and I constantly say this. I love this one as a uh, a hype play. Whenever covid gets back in the news, this one goes from 150 and 140 to 150 all the way up to 180, 190, 200 and it constantly does this roller coaster. So if you can get in and out, it's great. Remember, the 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 algorithm works on those kinds of stocks. So in 1000 candles on this one, You've made 753% versus just buying and holding for 1,000 candles made you 378%. In those 1,000 candles, you have 23 positions, 12 are wins, 11 losses. And by the way, the majority of this algorithm, you have fewer wins than losses on most stocks. And, and, And that's just the way this algorithm works. It's a MACD strategy. Where the the MACD crosses up, uh, there's a buy signal in the algorithm. Where the MACD crosses down, there's a sell signal in the algorithm. The algorithm includes some uh, moving day averages as well to trigger those buys and sells, but that's the basis of it. It's a MACD strategy. So making 753% over 1,000 candles, and I use four-hour candles. So every day there's two candles in a day. So It's about five hundred days of trading, and it doesn't include weekends, so it's not like a year because you don't trade on the weekends. This is just two candles a day, Monday through Friday, not including holidays so it's about a year I think we calculated to about year and three months year and two months somewhere around there. I forget exactly what it was, but myself and my my friend Steve came up with this one um we put it in it's a great algorithm, the beta on most of these, the beta on uh On Moderna, is 1.14. Beta score, the higher you get, the closer to 1, the safer you are. So this is the safest strategy on this one. There's huge gaps up, huge gaps down. Uh, You miss the gaps down, you get the gaps up. So Moderna is a big one. Um, I believe in it. Uh, But you're out of it right now. I'll let you know when it comes up. Oracle uh, took a slight leg down yesterday. Um their ex dividend date is uh oh, it was yesterday, so we didn't get the uh dividend, but the dividend isn't a huge one now, it's one point five six so it's not enormous um but that's essentially why you were down slightly yesterday just because it's gonna take the dividend out of the stock there the r s i is at fifty. Again, this one, we've been in this one and I've been touting this one since March 10th. March 10th was $75, buy-in at $75. I thought you could get to 90, you're at 82. Um, Today, I'm adjusting that $90 target to about 85. I would say if you're in this one, you continue to hold it. Uh, I do see some flattening out of the chart on this one. So without any kind of quote-unquote news or catalysts, I would say that this one kind of trades in the 80 to 85 range for the next um, uh, few, maybe the next week or so. Um, I, I don't know that this is one that to rush into, but it's been a great trade. Uh, again, I think for for a month and you make, um, you know, close to 10, 15%, I think you're good on that one. Devon Energy is one. Um, energy stocks, you know, Devon Energy is one of the favorites. It's at fifty-eight thirty-five. Ironically, um, yesterday's morning candle got you out with a one percent loss on this one. The buy-in was uh March twenty-first, um, at fifty nine ninety-eight, and the sell was yesterday. You do have the MACD going down on this one. I think again, in my mind, anything under sixty you buy, anything over sixty you sell. Uh, I, I think it's stretched. Let's see what their uh, their PE ratio is. They have a huge dividend. This is the number one dividend stock on the S and P. It's trading six point eight six percent. It's going to open up at about fifty nine. It looks like Um, their PE ratio is thirteen, which again for an energy company, if we looked at at Exxon, um, Exxon is um, PE ratio fifteen. Chevron is PE ratio twenty. So Devon Energy at a P ratio of 13.95 is a bargain um, when you're talking energy company. Uh, One that I really liked yesterday, oh, here's one, CF, which I was researching a little yesterday. Um, CF is a fertilizer company. Um, They're trading at 102. Yesterday's trading range was between 102 and 109. So a fairly big range there. Um, But it's an... Agriculture company. Um, you've got this one. We've been in this one with the algorithm since six, January 25th at 68. You're trading at 102 today. Um, it, it the the MACD has come down. The volume has been out of this one. Um, the RSI is at 53. You're not looking at a MACD cross up again. This one is a, still a buy, <clears throat> but I think it's got room to to kind of move upward. In my mind, I think um this one could go to one ten, one twenty. I again I think it's the MACD's pulling down, the RSI is coming down, the the volume, people are starting to take their profits. There's there's gaps here that probably need to be filled on the way down. But with food shortages kind of coming up, I don't expect this one to come down anytime soon. Mosaic Industries, MOS, uh, this one is we've been a buy since February 1st at 42. It's trading at 69. Um, kind of similar to CF. The only difference between this one and CF is in the morning here, you're going to get a MACD cross-up. So you're going to have a buy signal on this one. The The volume is out of this one. Uh, they're not <clears throat> trading as much as they were back on March 7th. Um, when Ukraine started, uh, but mosaic is a fertilizer company. Uh, this one, I think at 67, 69, uh, I think anything below 70 on this one, I think you could get a leg up to 80. Um, just my take on this one, not looking at the, the fundamentals of this one, but from a chart perspective, I do think that this one jumps another $10 just based on the jumps that it's made before when the RSI has been this low, when the MACD has crossed up. Um, Just to give you an idea, the MACD crossed up on uh, uh, March 18th uh, at this, almost this, you know, just above this range. And from March 18th until the cross down on March 28th, you went from 61 to 69. So um, you had a nice 10% move on this one. Um, so those are ones. A podcast favorite and one that I've been recommending a little bit, not much. I personally am not in this one. My parents are. Uh, my dad's heavily in this one and has benefited tremendously. And I mentioned it before that if you go back five, I think five or 10 years, I forget what the the time span was, but UNH, United Healthcare Group, which is an insurer, this one actually outpaces Apple and um, Google. Uh those two stocks. So you would have been better off in this one, which is a tech stock, which is crazy, but you would have been better off in a uh, tech in a healthcare stock instead of tech. Um, ironically, continuing claims on jobs just came across one point five two versus one point five zero a week ago. So continuing claims are going up. But oh well. I, I don't think that's a um significant move. The market hasn't, you know. Top, you know, got gone crazy on this one. Uh, let's look at Tesla. So today, Tesla opens up their gigafactory in Texas. Um, Elon has mentioned if you are in Texas, um, the doors will not be specifically strict on whether you're invited or not. <clears throat> um, so if I were in Texas, I'd be heading over there. Uh, and I know Texas is a big state, but you know, I'd make a couple hour drive. To go and see the factory, it's um I think they were saying something like uh, ten million square feet, something of that sort. It's it's enormous enormous place. They're going to build the Model Y um from a cast system there. They're going to build to build the um Cybertruck from a cast there. Uh, the production for the Cybertruck is, is expected to start later this year. Um, they will have the Cybertruck on hand. So if I were there, I'd be going. Um, my particular plan is to buy the Cybertruck when it does come out. I will not be one of the first ones. I bought one of the first Model 3s, bought it unseen, untest-driven, didn't, uh, didn't even think about it. Don't regret it one bit, but, uh, the production hell, some of the issues, you know, there's panel gaps, there's little stuff that kind of annoys the hell out of you a little bit, but, uh, still don't regret it. Still one of the best purchases. Had I purchased the stock instead of the car, I'd have that $60,000 car would be worth about $1.2 million today. Instead, the $68,000 car is worth about $45,000. So, uh, not the right move on mine. Uh, financials. Bank of America is an interesting one. It's trading below 40. And I know I mentioned below 40 was kind of the, the price to get in. 39.46, which was covered in the morning candle yesterday with a low of 39.35, was a gap. Um, this one is still falling. Uh, the problem that they're seeing is if we do go into a recession, Bank of America is one of those stocks that probably will not benefit. Um, but BAC, I just typed in BAC and it's micro, uh, Marriott Vacations, but um, they are opening up. Kind of the same. 39.70 is where they closed. They're opening up at 39.72. Uh, it's not going crazy. I wouldn't expect Bank of America, um, but Wells Fargo, we brought up this is a rebuilding story, not just a bank or a financial story. They closed below 50. They closed at 47.89 yesterday. Um, they're at 47.90, 47.80, somewhere in that neighborhood. This gives you a 2% dividend yield. Um, they don't have a dividend X date coming up. Let me see. Uh, I don't think they've announced. No, they don't have a dividend. Their earnings is coming up April 14th. Yeah. Earnings start next week. So, um, remember we'll start hearing from financials. Uh, let me see if bank of America has earnings coming up. Um, and you're not, yeah, they do next week on April 14th as well. You're not really worried about the earnings on banks. What you're worried about is more point forward and what they say, oh, we might not get, you know, we might have to pay out more interest and we might not issue more loans because uh, mortgages are down, refinances are down, blah, blah, blah. So Morgan Stanley is another one. I own this one. I bought at the all time high at 109 uh, and I've watched this one go down (laughs) ever since February 10th. So um, I haven't repurchased. It was a small position. I think it's only $3,000, but this is one. That I would suggest. Um, let's look at SPG. I think this is one that is in re- a reopening play. Simon Property Group. Again, I've mentioned this one. They're at 127. It would have had you out with a loss yesterday in the afternoon. So the, the, the stock is probably a buy. Uh, again, this one has not done well in the, um, the algorithm. And the reason it hasn't done well in the algorithm is the, the fall. Uh, You've been faked out so many times because this MACD um, crosses up and crosses down so long. But you would have lost 8% with the algorithm versus buying and holding would have made you 98%. And the reason it made you 98% is because you're back there in the lows of uh, 2021. And it didn't start really taking off uh, until, let's see, I'll tell you when it took off. It started taking off um, February of 2021. So essentially, you were under 100. It got all the way up to 160 or so. Uh, and you're, you're still 130, 120. So 98 performance. Again, if you're going back, half of today is around um, 60. And that goes back to January of 2021. So uh, you've doubled your money kind of there. But it's been a long, bumpy ride on the algorithm. Uh, I would still buy this one based on the algorithm buy. The only thing I wouldn't do is sell when it tells you to sell. But this one's probably getting for ready for a run. Again, you've got a 5% dividend yield while you wait for this one to go up. There is nothing structurally wrong with Simon Property Group. <clears throat> the assumption is that the consumer will be uh, weaker and we will go into a recession. Uh, but outlet malls like Simon Property Group, in my opinion, they'll do well. Um, So let me look at the weekly chart on this one to see the last recession we had was 2018. And in 2018, uh, this one was at 160. Just FYI. Um, You know, let's see. 2008 housing crisis. Uh, We'll go back to 2008. Do a monthly. So I can see 2008 on this one. Um, 2008, it did go from 86 down to 40 and then started to recover in 2009. So uh, with the recession and with the weaker consumer, it does move down. So if you think there's a recession, this might not be one to hold on to, but if you hold on to this one for long enough, you get a 5% dividend yield while you're waiting for it to recover. So I don't think this one's a bad play. Um, Tanger outlets as well, STK, um, no, SKT, uh, SKT, uh, this is one, the algorithm had us out yesterday. Simon and Tanger kind of trade on the same thing. Again, the performance on this one with the algorithm, you're out, uh, 8%, uh, versus 133%. Um, uh, let me look at SKT. There we go. Uh their dividend yield is 4.35. So this one traded yesterday between 1643 and 1693. Again, these these don't trade in wild, wild swings, but they're they're significantly down. You'd be out on the algorithm. I don't think it's a bad one because the the MACD is probably going to start crossing up here in the next few days. So I think if you get anything around 120 on uh Simon, anything around $16 on uh Tanger, I think that's that's the levels where you're looking at. Um, AXP, this is the last one. I promise this is the last one that I'm going to go over. I'm going to take a little deeper look at these charts uh, and see which ones I particularly uh, love. Um, AXP, you were out yesterday. And this is why I wanted to mention it. You were out yesterday with a 7.89% gain from when you bought it on March 14th. I'm sorry, March 11th at 169. Um, this one, the MACD is growing down, going down. The RSI is only 42, but the the two moving averages did cross over, so you were out with a 7.89%. Um, this one's got some volume shelves here around 170 or so. Uh, my assumption is it goes back down to about. It's using the 50 day as a support level at about 180. I think if you get Anything below 180 on this one, I think, is a buy. And now, with that, I got to go drink a, a glass of water. Uh, there's a, there were some earnings today. I'll post them on Twitter. I think I've gone on long enough. But hope you enjoyed the show. Um, hit me up on Twitter. Talk to you. Bye.